Welcome to the Everyday Church Podcast. It's a show designed to talk about how God can use small church, ordinary church, everyday church. Your hosts are Barry Littleford and Jordan Dorsey, two small-time pastors who think about this stuff a lot. And we welcome you to today's show. Well, hello then. <laughs> Great to have you along on our podcast. Number... 25. 25. That is a quarter of a century. It's not bad. It's bad for cricket, but really good for us. That's right. And so we're excited that uh, you've hung around for all 25 uh, episodes. That's and if you haven't, go back. Yeah, go back. Go back. Listen, we had some people talking about an episode that was last year. Oh, on episode Facebook. 11. Yeah. 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 Cool. I love it. I do. I forget what we said, but I'm sure it was good. <laughs> no, no, no. Inspirational. No uh, doubt. Other yeah. than the couple of ones that were, like we recorded them under the water, we went through a really tr- traumatic period of yeah. podcasting. You know, it's really hard to like record underwater, but we pulled it off. <laughs> we pulled it off beautifully. <laughs> in the rain, under the water, in the waterfall. Yeah. It was amazing. 25 episodes, Geordie, we've... Uh, we should got some cake. <laughs> <laughs> we can imagine cake. Yeah, yeah. I'm not allowed to eat it, so that's fine. But uh, great to... Uh, have people listening to us for all that time and to be able to share just our thoughts and our musing really because uh, this is just a you know we do this podcast so we can be a blessing to people that listen to it obviously but this also helps us with our thinking and as we yeah. roll over things that we do well yeah it gives us the ability to process what we're, we're going through in our ministry journey um, and also that there's something profound about talking out um what's going on in your heart to actually discuss it with people um is something that i think god uses to really reinforce ideas within us so for us this podcast is that avenue but i'm sure as leaders we all have uh different avenues in which we discuss uh what is going on you can can be a blogger oh yes you could be a blogger you can you you could be a youtube video caster you could be you you could you could just have normal conversations with people (laughs) (laughs) You could just have lots of coffee. Yeah. That's fine as yeah. well. Hey, last week we uh, slipped up. We didn't do an episode. Yeah. And Whoops. I know everybody wants to know why, Geordie, and it was your fault. I think I just went home. <laughs> I just forgot. No, no. We were at study all last week, weren't we? Oh, and so, yes. Um, we and had, our basketball was cancelled. It, it was a hot day. Yeah. But uh, we were at a church planning. Yeah, uh, yeah. Intensive. Uh, intensive. That's the word I'm looking for. And so we... We sat down listening to different people and how they've church planted and we've, we're listening to uh, different techniques and models and all sorts of things there. So that's what we were doing last week and yeah. why we didn't really get around to um, carving something up for the people today. That's right. And who knows, maybe our reflections later on in weeks to come could be on that intensive. You know, That was, that was a, a thought-provoking uh, intensive and, and what we kind of enjoyed and didn't enjoy. Who knows? But maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, if you're listening in, hopefully you've enjoyed the last five minutes of us just rambling, but um, welcome. If you're in the car, welcome. If you're mowing the lawn, doing the dishes, they're all things that I do when I listen to podcasts. So whatever you're doing... Do you um, do the dishes? Seriously? Yeah. Headphones in. Oh, podcast on. Okay, I'm impressed. Yeah, it's not my wife's forte doing dishes. <laughs> she likes to make dishes, but doing the dishes afterwards, Man, not gotta, you, so much. you got to do something around the house. And if it's dishes, it's dishes. It's my thing, and it's my podcast time. So whatever you're doing <laughs> listening in today, we want to just thank you for tuning in. Hopefully, you'll enjoy today's episode. And, and what are we going to talk about? Well, I, from what I've been just thinking and pondering about as 
a leader, and it kind of came out of this church planting yeah. intensive for me, was that everyone was talking about all these different structures and models of ministry, and even just the general chit-chat of different leaders in a room mm. um, mid-lectures. I realized that it's very easy as leaders to talk about a huge variety of things in ministry, and whether there are things that are uh, uh, that are healthy and things that maybe are more of a distraction. And I want to okay. just kind of see if we can dig into that idea of what what in ministry are distractions and what actually is the core business of the church and the core business of its leaders. That's kind of okay. what I want to unpack. You want to? That's a that's a bit of a that's a bit of a load. But yeah, we can, surprise. <laughs> we can do that. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So, so to give us an example of what you mean there, so we can kind of get into the picture of, of you know what you're trying to trying to unpack here. So, you, you're basically talking about whether, as leaders, our conversations with other people are, are healthy and life giving, mm. or whether they are. Um, being distractive or even being negative? Is that where you're going? Or? Yeah, yeah. How we're communicating with, with other leaders is one area, but also what is our mind being preoccupied with? Okay. Is, is it thinking about the things that God wants us to think about or are we just thinking about things that are about God, maybe not what God's about right now? So there, there's a twofold there because we want to make sure that the time that we rub up against other leaders mm. is really is an iron sharpening iron kind of moment. Yep. We want that to be how it is. We want it to be sharpening our ministry skills and focusing on what Jesus is about. But it's very easy to get caught off track and to do something else. But also the same in our own journey. What are we spending our time doing and thinking about? Are they the things that God is calling us to? Or are we being caught up in maybe the latest craze of, 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 of ministry? Are we getting caught up in perhaps negative conversations about different topics? Are we getting swept up in a conversation about how average uh, church governance is going right now or how bad that meeting was or whinging about that leader? And I think even as we talk about these examples, you can see that they're easy traps to fall into. Very easy. And what, what are we going to do as a leader to stay focused? You know, I even think to an extent sometimes what we read online, different articles and blogs, some of them are really healthy and really helpful, but some are a bit of a whinge fest and they want to kind of get us thinking about this when actually we're supposed to be focused on this. Yeah, okay, so so for instance, when you, you come up uh, against another leader and, the, and they're really struggling with, um, say, the institution, so the mm. hierarchy of the church, yeah. and you're a minister in the church and, and somebody... Uh, and and the hierarchy's coming in and mm. do, maybe doing a review or mm, or mm. something like that. And it's really easy to feel like you know, that uh, they're coming in a bit heavy or they're not under, fully understanding the picture. Yeah. And, and I had that last year because we had a review uh, before I left. wasn't the reason I left, but before <laughs> I left. And, um, you know, and it was kind of easy. And, and I, f I found myself falling into mm. the trap of going, mm. well... They really haven't done it justice, or they really haven't haven't really caught the whole picture. Yeah, yeah. And I had to be really careful about how I communicated that with other people because there was a there was this struggle within me, this mm. real sort of 
oh, they're not quite getting the nuances of... They haven't lived with this for 10 years. They're not getting the nuances and they don't understand. And, mm. and I found myself firing some very um, direct <laughs> emails at the hierarchy saying, what are you doing and mm. how are you doing it? But I had to really guard myself about not letting that spill over into my conversations with yeah. the people in my, my congregation and with other leaders that um, yeah, I'm talking yeah. with. Yeah, what a challenge though, because it's so easy to get caught up. And, and I really think the enemy wants us to get caught up in yeah. these things. I think a distracted church is a church that the enemy is very happy with. A church that is divided, a church that is preoccupied and is is thrown off the course that it's supposed to be on. And I, I just want to lay it out there pretty simple. So I believe every church is called to be on mission for the lost. That that's what we're called to do. We're mm. called to to invite people into our community, but we're invited to go and take our community to them as well and engage them with the gospel and to disciple them in the ways of Christ. That's what we're called to do. And anything else um, has to either be supplementary to that, actually has to add to the mission. And if it doesn't, I believe it's a distraction. I kind of think that most people fall into this trap for a couple of reasons, Geordie. Mm. I, I think that... You can fall into this if you have a sense of powerlessness. Mm. So where you you feel that um, that you don't have a, any say within mm. a, in a structural system. Yep. And because you see something that you don't agree with and you don't have any power, then you can easily flip over and, and start to mm. proclaim some negative things. And the other one is, is if that you don't feel like you're listened to in any yeah. shape or form yeah. uh, within that. So you can you can be just someone in a church and feel like your voice is not heard. Mm. And so then you'll start easily, you can easily tip over mm. into start talking negatively. Yeah. And so I think those two things are closely related, but I think, I think those two things are what normally pushes... A, a healthy, mm. um, vibrant person who's doing ministry or, or working within or breathing within the co- a congregation and flips them over into being uh, someone who's cynical or critical yeah. or negative. And, and you know what? That kind of cynical bitterness, I, I'm, I'm seeing it in people. I don't know whether you've seen it in people. Maybe if you're listening in, you might even see that in leaders that you bump into from time to time again. There's, Let us know if you see it in us. Please, by all means. <laughs> But, you know, I'm sure we can all imagine that one guy or that one girl that that we know that whenever you catch up with them, they want to have a bit of a moan about this, this or this. They have this little bent, this little agenda, and they want to just whinge about the system or they want to whinge about the leadership or they want to do this. And I think that there is a danger for all of us as leaders to fall into that mm-hmm. because we can get so caught up in maybe how we've been hurt so caught up in how we haven't been heard, mm. so caught up in the injustice of it all, and with that loose sight of what we're called to do as leaders. There are so many examples of how we could be thrown off our focus. You know, one example could be, um, I was sitting down with one of, uh, with a church leadership team and we were discussing how we need more money. It seems to be, uh, you know, everyday church, if you're an everyday church, this Always is an everyday money. Yep. problem. Money comes up all the time because there's never enough of it to do what we think we need to do. And we were sitting there and we were discussing the issue of finance. And we were trying to strategize how we could fundraise, how we could mobilize more people to give more money. 
And then it, it took a while because I was getting caught up in this and I found between two meetings, that was all I was thinking about was mm. how can I get more money? Mm. I was thinking, could I sell this? Could I try this? Could we maybe do this on a regular basis? And I realized before the second meeting that I'd spent a whole month just, just thinking in my mind, not about people, not, not about uh, sharing the gospel. I was thinking, what if we did a bake sale? What if we did this? It's a lot of lamingtons, what, man. You know, we need a lot of lamingtons in the everyday church. We just do. But, you know, I just realized that even in that, my mind was preoccupied with non-gospel-focused things. Yeah. My desire was to gain the money to do gospel-centered work, but my mind was taken from its core business of sharing and proclaiming the gospel. Yeah. And that's such a trap I think we all fall into, whether it's in our own thinking about ministry or in our conversations with other people about ministry. And it, and it goes to a, a, a spiritual root of mm. actually, do we believe in the providence of God? Yeah, yeah. Do we believe that God is bigger, that God has got this under control and, mm. that, and that God is um, our work in all of our situations. Yeah. And I think we can find ourselves being distracted when we fail to see God as bigger. Yeah. God is bigger than the politics of the church. God is bigger than our financial needs. God is bigger than um, the circumstances or where the church is at or whether the fact that it's not growing. Mm. And we stop relying on God for the answer yeah. and we start thinking that we have to do something and that might be speaking negatively or, or pondering in our own mind about how we can do things differently. When in reality, it should always come back to the fact that we should bring it before the Father and mm. let God deal with it. Mm. I, I was meditating yesterday on the scripture reading uh, in Matthew's gospel and I and uh, it was about, you know, um, ask and it will be given to you. Mm. Seek and you will find. Knock yeah. and the door will be opened to you. And as I was pondering on it, I go, God, we, we just don't take that literally enough. No. Because no. we don't ask for what we really need. Mm. And, we, and we don't seek him for the answers. Mm. And we don't knock for doors to be opened. No. And, and so I think we can allow ourselves to be embittered or trapped or into a negative framework mm. when we take our eyes off the fact that God is the one who asks us to ask, seek and knock instead of, uh, and take our eyes off that and, and instead we try and carve our own path in our own direction. Yeah. And that, that's the work of the evil one. Yeah. If mm. he can get us off of taking our eyes off God and thinking that we have the solution Mm. or we can be embittered and we want to carry that business mm. his job's done yeah and uh, and uh, as you said you taking your you take your eyes and you focus off the people that God wants to reach mm. and you start putting it on the problems that are before you yeah yeah well I, I think this is this is a really uh, crucial discussion to have and I want to I want to encourage you, even you know, mid podcast this needs to be a conversation that you really do ponder on because I think that this is one of the biggest ways in which the, the, the devil is kind of undermining the church, undermining leadership. I think it's one of the reasons why uh, people are feeling tired within the church and feeling burnt out, why there is a lack of vision within the church, because people are busy thinking about things that aren't their job. You know, we need to be allowing God to work through those situations. And our job is really, really simple. You know, Matthew 28, is, is it can't get any simpler than that. This is your job, now go do it. And that's it. Everything else 
we have to trust that God is going to either give us the idea, give us the way forward, or he's going to make the way forward for us. But if we think that we can do it for God, then we are going to be deceiving ourselves. We're actually undermining what the, you know, the, the, the power of God, saying we'll do this for you because we don't want to trouble you, trouble you with this issue. But in, in a way, what we have to do is say, God, if you really want me to, 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 talk, to discuss this uh, huge injustice within the governance of the church, then you make the way. In the meantime, I'm going to get on with my job right now of making disciples. And, and it doesn't matter if you're a pastor of a small church or a huge church, mm. like uh, thousands of people. The bottom line is, is there always is an issue. Yeah. There's always something going on. There's always some problem that you've got to solve. Mm. There's always going to be, uh, there's always a relationship breakup of some kind that's going on. Yeah. It's always in the wind. And when you wrap up one, there's another one just around the next corner. Mm. And so you've got to be on guard with yeah. this thing. And, and you've got to continue to allow your heart to be supple mm. before God and to uh, bring the concerns and the needs before God so that y- your focus and your attention is in the right place. Mm. It is so easy to step off of this path. Yeah, wow. And so easy to, um, to just um, focus on those things that are not important. And you can catch yourself doing it. Mm. And it's about what you do when you catch yourself doing it, I think. Mm. And so when I catch myself doing it, I've got to go back to repentance. I've mm. got to go back to positioning God. I've got to go back to asking God for the big ticket items uh, in my life and allow Him to deal with the things yeah. that He needs to deal with. Wow. Because we don't, we don't have the full picture. I mean, no. Paul says we, we look in the mirror dimly mm. about how, how we see God, never alone how God works. And so we've just got to trust the next step and our hearts are going to be in the right place. And if they're not, then you've got to do something about it. And I reckon there's probably more than one or two people listening to this mm. podcast that you're in this groove at the moment. There mm. is a negativity to your tone yeah. and it will come out in your preaching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it will come out in your conversations. Um, you know, if, if there is something negatively being birth in your heart then you've got to stop you've got to repent of it mm. you've got to renounce it and you've got to start claiming the promises of God in your life again yeah and see we, we've discussed this to an extent in other, in other episodes about how our focus has to be on developing people mm. and it's just it's so fascinating when these issues come through these unresolved issues within ourselves that are really burning on our hearts when we don't deal with them the first thing to go is our focus on people and I think if we don't, if we don't fix that, if, like you said, if we don't repent and, and, and deal with that issue, then our whole ministry is going to be colored by, is going to be kind of stained by that unresolved problem within our hearts. You know, it was, it was as you were speaking, and, and, and not that I, this is a thing that God does with me often, but I had, I had this vision. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cool. it was this, there was this picture of, of a paddock and there was these spot fires little spot fires and there was a leader with a bucket and his whole time he was out there, all he was doing is filling up his bucket, putting out a spot fire, filling up his bucket, putting out a spot fire versus doing what I felt God was kind of putting the words in my, in my head that instead of putting out the spot fire, we need to call for the God of the rain. That mm-hmm. God can put oh, out good, the spot fires if we focus on him and in particular what he's calling us to do. So I don't know whether you're listening in that, that that speaks to you or not, but if you're in your ministry 
and, and you feel like there's all these things that are going wrong, all these things that you could focus on. And when you put one out, another one starts. When you put one spot fire out, another one pops up again. Yep. We need to be focused on God because God is the one that can deal with that. He's the and, one who can bring the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just need to focus on what God is calling us to do. We're called to be his leaders and we are such influential people within the community of faith. God wants to use us to change his world. And that's why the enemy wants to do everything he can to bring us down. And, and the enemy knows our weak spots. Yeah. He, he knows what um, what we really get riled up about mm. and, and how he can use that to, and twist it mm. to bring about our... Um, trying to pull us off focus mm. and you're right man i mean we we just got to keep our eyes fixed on jesus we got to lift up our mm. our gaze to the god of heaven mm. and and ask him to deal with it you know and so uh, i hope that if you're hearing this today that um that you'll just stop and whether mm. you're mowing the <laughs> lawns or whether you're in the car or whatever just pull over uh, turn the lawnmower off uh, tell your tell your wife that it's her turn to do the dishes. Yeah. I don't know whatever it is, and I don't do that. Um, <laughs> um, just pause for a minute right now, yeah, and and get your heart back connected with God. Mm. Repent of the fact that you've been carrying what you don't need to carry, yeah, and let your heart be joyful again mm. for the things of God, yeah. and that joy will then overflow into the people of yeah, God. That's that's great. That's, that's God's desire for your life as a leader is He wants to have you excited about the things that the Spirit of God is doing in your community. And it might have been a long time since you've been excited about something new. You've been excited about what God might be brewing in your community. It can get lost when we're distracted. It can get lost when we're hurting, when we're bitter. But hear it today that God's desire for your life is that you would become excited about those things again. And what we need to do is we need to let go of the things that we're hanging on to. Let go of our little issues. Let go of our, our, our bitterness and our hurting and just say, God, take that away because that is a distraction from your gospel and your gospel is all that I need. And there's a world out there that needs mm. the good news. Mm. And and uh, and we are God's number one vehicle of choice mm. to bring that gospel mm. to a hurting world, and we've got to stay focused on yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I hope that you uh, have enjoyed our musing, and um, and take up our challenge. Yeah. To get yourself focused, as God wants to use you in this next season of ministry. So, until next time, we'll catch you later. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Everyday Church podcast, where we seek to be a help to the everyday church. Our show notes can be found at openministries.net, and you can also become interactive by liking the Everyday Church podcast Facebook page. We trust that you've enjoyed today's show.